entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Music. Good morning and welcome to your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and the show is presented twice a month to you right here from WATR by the Palace Theater in Waterbury. And the opening music after our theme song was from the show that is going to knock your socks off. That's coming to the Palace October 22nd through the 24th, A Bronx Tale. And let me just tell you, it's been such a wild week at the palace and I'm going to tell you all about it and a Bronx tale plays a prominent um, part in it we have a lot going on this morning a lot going on just you know after summer um, everything gears up and all the events start and all the seasons of our theater start and our um, cultural activities it, it, it's like wild and I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep up already. It's only September, but um, the palace is geared up for some fabulous things um, to uh, happen. I just have to give a shout out, though, to to two things before I get into our, our... part of our show that I'll introduce our guests and things. Last night, um, our friends up at the Warner Theater in Torrington had um, Kevin James. Now, if you know me at all... (laughs) I am like a nut about Kevin James. I love Kevin James, King of Queens, all the movies he's done, Hitch, and um, oh, the one with Adam Sandler. I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, I just love him. And um, so um, I was lucky. um, I got second row center on the aisle seats. Oh, my God. So his opener was his brother, Gary Valentine, who played Danny on King of Queens and was in his most recent show, too, was one of the guys from the, I think, police station or firehouse, wherever he was from. And um, hilarious. Very funny. Then Kevin James comes out. I, I thought I was levitating right out of my seat. My husband said to me, what is wrong with you? I, I never stopped laughing for two hours and Kevin James was on stage for about an hour and a half I I couldn't believe it he was hilarious hilarious so um, I'm in a great mood today I I got a better workout than if I had done boot camp (laughs) my my stomach muscles were just you know but anyway so I just want to say thank you to our friends up at the Warner great show um and um, now we're going to segue and talk about what's happening at the Palace. So Monday night, we had a fabulous event, our, our kickoff event 
celebrating our 15th anniversary season. And boy, what an event it was. We were thanking our 15-year donors, our 15-year subscribers, our corporate members, our sponsors, all who have been with us loyally for 15 straight years. And so we put on a little show for them. Not me, but we had some wonderful speakers. We were thrilled to have um, uh, Representative Leslie Zupkis, uh, uh, Senator Joan Hartley, uh, Board of Aldermen um, President and member of the Palace Board, Paul Pernaruski, Mike O'Connor from Webster Bank, Jim Smith, who has a real vested interest in the Palace. He helped get it restored and reopened and was our board president chairperson for uh, quite a bit of time and all of them just had wonderful remarks Peter Jacoby our board chairman now and Frank Tavera and I have to say you know people particularly Jim Smith I said to Frank the next day what a, what kudos to you Jim Smith had some just really lovely words to say and it's true you know any organization, any business, any company, it's about the person at the top. And Frank Tavera has truly led our organization to where it is today. 15 years steady. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't waver. He, he, he is a long view and he knows where he's going. And so I, I feel very blessed every day that to say I work for him and work at the palace. So um, anyway, but then we had entertainment and the entertainment was... This fabulous gentleman who's in the tour of Les Miserables, which is coming to the palace December 8th, uh, 3rd through the 8th. Is that one of our guests that walked in back there, by the way? Jane, did you see somebody out there? No. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, December 3rd through the 8th. And um, it was Andrew Moan. And he his rendition of Bring Him Home was just, you were crying. I mean, it was so powerful. Just just what a voice. So he came up from Texas where the tour is right now and he did that number. And then we also had our um, Connecticut native 2015 American Idol winner Nick Fradiani who has just been cast in a Bronx tale and their kickoff show, his kickoff show never never been in a musical before is our performance um, uh, as the tour kicks off on October 22nd. So Nick sang a song, the song, uh, one of the songs from A Bronx Tale and one of his own compositions. And let me tell you, he couldn't have been nicer. He mixed and mingled with people after during our dessert reception. And his parents were there, his sister, his aunt. It was just La Familia. It was, and that's what a Bronx tale is all about. So, um, as as a little um, natural um, kind of transition here, to help pre-promote a Bronx tale, which, by the way, the tickets are going spectacularly. So, if you're thinking, I, I do want to go to that show, I want to get my tickets, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't wait a long, long time. Um, there's three performances, and... Um, the opening night is just going to be awesome. I, I can't tell you, October 22nd. And um, as a pre-promotion, the week before on uh, Tuesday, October 15th, we're doing something that makes perfect sense for the show. We're having an event that we've dubbed That's Amore, the Great Pizza Pie Challenge. And um, now we all hear always that, you know, New Haven has, you know, the best pizza. 
Well, we're here to tell you that Waterbury and Greater Waterbury, uh, look out, New Haven, because we're here and we're not going anywhere. And our za is just as good, if not better, than some of those eponymous uh, New Haven uh, pizza pies. So um, on this event night, and the public is invited. Tickets are $25. You get a sampling of many different pizzas. You get a wine sampling. You get dessert from Sweet Maria's. You know, it's all about Italian. It's, it's, it's all about it. And as a way to kind of get us in the mood, not that we need to. I mean, there's a lot of Italians in Waterbury for sure and greater Waterbury, but um, for a Bronx tale. And with me this morning, um, and I'll tell you who the restaurants are, um, represented so far and there's there's plenty of time if you're a uh, a restaurant that makes pizza and you want to get involved this is a fun competition and by the way if you're one of the um there's there's five categories you can kind of get you can win something in what you win is a pizza pal they're beautiful engraved with the category you want in and they're signed by nick fradiani How, how awesome is that so we have um now, I have with me right now Tony D'Elia, who everybody knows from San Marino, and he's also representing Nino's, which is part of the family uh, stable of eateries, right? Correct. So welcome this morning, Tony. Thank you. Nice to see you as always. Uh, <laughs> you're a great guy. And, you know, Tony, you're one of our restaurant partners, too, the Palace um, restaurant partners, people that have been a 15-year supporter since day one. Yeah, can't believe and it's 15 years. I yeah. know, I know. And before the show started, you were telling me that you're, that San Marino? Yes. Is, 50 is, years uh, this September. 50 yeah. years. That's And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I danced at Holiday Seasons, and it wasn't 50 years ago. Let's not make me older than I am. But then you were explaining that it started out as... You know. a steakhouse, and then a segue into the lounge, and yep. the dash, and San yep. Marino as is today. Oh, yeah. God. I, and that's unbelievable. 50 yeah, it is, years. it's been quite a ride. Yeah. You know, I know. And you, you know, you don't... You always are full of energy. So is it the, the food you're eating over at San Marino the or what? Olive oil, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Tony, I know San Marino is... Um, Kind of an iconic restaurant in Waterbury, and I know that when we have shows, you're bustling. And you know what somebody said to me this week, and I loved—you'll love hearing this. Um, they said that when we go to one of the restaurants, that's one of your partners, um, and they—they they actually mentioned San Marino specifically. They know if we're—if we tell them, you have to tell them, of course, that right. we're going to the show. We—it's like like clockwork. We get our meal. They know how to get us out on time to get here and be here for before the curtain. And um, so that's kudos that's to you. That's great to hear. Yeah. yeah. And you, you have a great staff. Oh, and I forgot to say, after our event Monday night, we yeah. sent our oh, yes. Nick Fradiani right. and um, Andrew Mon, the other gentleman from Les Mis and the press rep from New York to San Marino. So I asked the next day, I said, how, how, how did How'd you like it? We loved it. They took great care of oh, us. Good. So yes. nice. um, thanks, Sonny, who Sunny, I love, yeah. Sonny. Yeah. And um, anyway, so, but today you're going to talk a little bit about Nino's, your other family restaurant. Which has also been close to 30 years. Be oh, close my to 30 God. Years. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? When you do something right, you stick around. And the restaurant business is notorious. It's not an easy business. Yeah. 
I mean, it's not it easy. Isn't. There's a lot of turnover and there's a lot of changes, and the public changes is fit, is fickle. And, um, but yeah, so we've been fortunate, you know, to be able yeah. to stay consistent and stick around. With what the what do you attribute that to? Here. Well, I think the foresight of my uncle and my dad as far as keeping us always a step ahead yep. you know into the future okay uh, and then the consistency of our staff i mean yep. franco our chef is almost 45 years you know he was 19 when he started with us <laughs> oh, wow uh so we're lucky that we have those yeah. key guys in the kitchen for a long yep. time yep uh and some of the wait staff that's been with us forever um and then we love what we do yeah you know and i think you probably <clears throat> treat people like family well, that's it. I mean, I don't. I was raised that way, and yeah. that's the way we kind of yeah. train everybody. And yeah. you know, we hope that that's the feeling the customers get when they come Absolutely. in. Absolutely, no doubt about it. You're you're welcomed. You know, people recognize you and the staff, and um, that that says a lot. I mean, and I, you know, even at the palace, and that's one of the things that resonates that we hear a lot, but we work at. And not that it's a hard thing to do, but we keep it front and center. It's about the customer experience. Correct. And yes. that is so key because somebody is gracing you with their dollars. And I say it that way because there's a lot people can choose from. Absolutely. Whether it's a restaurant, whether it's yeah, entertainment. there's so many different forms of entertainment. And no. yeah. when somebody chooses you, you need to appreciate that and show that appreciation. You know the old uh, saying, the customer is always right? The customer may not always be right, but you better treat them as if they are. That's right. And, because you no know, customer, no business. Yes. That's uh, right. Because, you know, otherwise you have no business. And I think sometimes businesses that don't use that as their guiding kind of um, precept, they fall by the wayside. You My know? uncle taught me from day one, we're not doing anybody a favor by being open. We're here for them. And we need to make them happy. What a great philosophy. Yeah. They're actually doing you the favor right. by coming through your door That's so correct. ninos yes. they're going to participate in our great pizza pie challenge and what's you know what's nino's kind of ace in the hole what makes their pizza special uh it's the cheese but i can't give you the secrets okay it the cheese it's, it's a blend che of cheeses that we use ah. i think that makes it a little different than um, your oh. average pizza oh that's good saint now See, I like knowing these kind of like secret yeah. things. But I'm not but telling you what no, you can't tell are. us the trade right. secret, but there is a reason why. And everybody's pizza, you know, it's like sauce, Tony, right? Yes. Everybody's now, is just a little different. Yeah, you, you use the same basic ingredients in in theory. Yes. Okay, some people say it's got to be a San Marzano. Some people don't care. Some people, you know, do the carrot in the sauce. Some people put a little sugar. Whatever. I mean. Everybody's got their own little yeah. thing, but it's the same basic ingredients, but they come out different. They come out different. I know. Yeah. That's Every hand has a, just a little different touch. Yeah. yeah. So is is um, Nino's is? Do you know what what kinds of pizza they're bringing? Do you have any idea? I have not sat down with our pizza. Your pizza chef, yeah. Okay. Um, I just actually got back from Italy, so I, after we you formulated did. this little, uh, I didn't plan, know that. I was away for a bit, so I'm just uh, getting settled back in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. No, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, so, so, but what is the pizza from? By Nino's? the way, our pizza is better than it was in Naples. By the way. Really? Yes. They have a whole different way. The sauces are tremendous, but the actual dough is just. I wasn't really wow. excited about it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Inter yeah. 
Now, that's really interesting. Yeah. The toppings, the sauces, fantastic. But the dough was more of a flatbread kind of and not Ah, oh, like so that's, yeah. Crisp. It's sort of yeah. the, just, um, it's not a star of the whole pie. Right. Yeah. The ingredients were the star. By far, they were tremendous. Yeah, yeah. But the actual dough was, yeah, yeah not my. Yeah, you know. yeah. So Nino's crust, thick, thin, medium. Uh, medium, not okay. not thin, thin, okay. but not thick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so I'm eating the Nino's piece of pie because of the flavor. The flavor. And yes. it's just melting in my mouth. That's and correct. It's the yummy. sauces obviously are all yes. homemade. Yeah. And the cheeses. Yeah. You know, okay. The cheeses. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. You know, right. Key to anything, I guess. Right. Everything's fresh, and then what fresh kind of is important. Yeah, and, and again, yeah. you know, there's certain things you can't skimp on, or you can't. You can't, if you want a good end, end result, you can't um, say, well, I'll use this inferior and it'll, you know, be... Oh, because as you blend together, the flavors right. come to the top and they have to have, you know, yep. substance. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say to your Nino's, you know, customers and fans, like, about coming to this event? You know, to anything in particular? Well, I mean, there's what's better than the Bronx Tale? Number yeah. one. I mean, I, I can't think of one of my best favorite all-time movies. Yep, uh, yep. Watched it, as I told you last night, again, just because my daughter said, Dad, let's watch Bronx Tale, because yep. I know it's hot. And, yep. and it's the best. I mean, it's, you know, it tells you stories. It's a lot about our Waterbury character, same as, you know, the yep. Yep. I mean, Bronx, Waterbury, it's, you know, same yep. mentality, same family feel. Yep. Um, so, pizza... You know, pizza in the Bronx Tale. I mean, you can't get better than that. No, and it's like it's a warm-up. The event is a warm-up. I can get you in that mood, yeah. and the show is a week later. And you know what I like about this show? Because, um, and, and many of you know the story, that was um, originally written by Chaz Palminteri. Chaz Palminteri is an actor and director and writer um, who, by the way, doesn't live far away from us here in Connecticut. He lives in Westchester. And, you know, rumor has it he likes to stop in on his show. So we're nice. hoping. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, this story is his actual story of growing up in the Bronx, and he kind of got, you know, stars in his eyes by this character that was in the neighborhood. You know, he sort of wanted to be like him, and is this the way to go? And his dad, and that's the character um, uh, Nick Fradiani plays, is the father, Lorenzo. Oh, he plays Lorenzo. Yeah, he plays Lorenzo, and he is that person in um and um oh my god i can't think of the young kid's name see uh sunny yeah. right no sunny's no, the, sunny is um the, no the kid is c yes uh, yes uh consiglio yes thank yeah. you um he um he's you know he and dad he doesn't know if he wants to really listen to what dad's saying dad's like the the guiding force but my point in this is and ultimately he's got to make a choice which way he's going to go and i'm not going to tell you how it ends most people know the movie but but then it became after it was the movie then it became a one-man show which has commentary doing all the characters and then um i think that's when robert de niro and um a few other people got involved said this could be a musical and so music was created and if you love Jersey Boys if you loved West Side Story this show is really a combo of those yes. two shows yeah. and 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 the fact that it's also like a West Side Story brings me to my point and that is that um, while the show is about the Italian American experience growing up 
for a young boy in the Bronx back in the late 50s, early 60s. The theme of family is universal. It it trans, transcends any culture because at the heart of this show is family. Right. And um, so I think that's, you know, what I love when there's a show that's about a specific, you know, whether it's an ethnicity or a, a heritage or whatever, there's always that central theme that most people can identify with. So um, that's that's what's going to be great. So, Tony, you're telling your fans at San Marino, you're telling all your Nino's people, come to the That's Amore, October 15th. At the palace, five thirty to seven thirty. Five thirty to seven thirty, and have some wine with us. Try all the different types of pizzas. Let me just tell you, if, if you're listening and saying, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I want to come," who else is going to be there? Well, I'll tell you, a newbie in the game downtown just opened last week. City Pizza and Espresso, they'll be there. Dominic and Pia, and I thought our little Pia was going to join us, but it might. Oh, by the way, that's tough, tough competition, Dominic and Pia. Dominic, well, listen, tough. I put yeah. it on. Facebook this morning. She is the queen of Waterbury Pizza. She absolutely is. And she deserves she it. She's a hardworking is. lady. She's there every day. Talk about a family. That's one of the nicest families. A- absolutely. Ever. And yeah. I know um, Dominic, her husband, um, used to be able to come every day. And, you know, I little... think he's still in there, right? Every time I pop in there. He, he is there. in there. Yeah. He is in there. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I. That's what it means to be committed to a family, you know, through the ups and downs and, you know, um, well, that's health the, and the good The best health. things of Waterbury, like we're all friends. They come and celebrate their birthday with us. And yeah. nothing gives me more pleasure than to bring him his little cheesecake and a glass uh, of champagne uh, on his birthday. I know. Just the gentlemen, the nicest people in the world. That's why Waterbury They really are. And, and Pia, yeah. she's a marvel because... <laughs> You know she won the meatball challenge this last year. <laughs> she was like thrilled about that. But she is delightful and she remembers everybody's name. If you were getting pizza in high school, because yes. a lot of the high schools when they were downtown, you would stop and you would get your pizza. And if you got pizza there, you know, 30, 40 years ago, she remembers your name. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't know how she does that. I, I'm, I'm lucky. I yeah, remember my mess, own name don't sometimes. Mess with Pia. She's, she's, she's yeah. great. So, so Dominic and Pia, and who else we have? We have, of course, um, Nino's and Spartan, our friend Vasi and his mom. We, you we didn't wake him up this morning, Billy? They, they no. couldn't. Uh, okay. He had the kids and she had the kids. And so, but uh, otherwise, he would have been here. So, a shout out to them. And Dominic and Vinny's Pizza. Um, with locations in Waterbury, Middlebury, and Southington. And we are still, if you're listening and you're a restaurant, you want to be, you want bragging rights, you want a Nick Fradiani signed pizza paddle. And the categories that you could win in are, um, I thought I had it on here, I guess I don't. Oh, well, anyway, I'll find it. Um, I think it's best crust. Yes, here it is. It is best crust. Uh, best thin crust, I should say, best thick crust, most original, best overall pie, and the patron's pick. And our judges, just so people know, so far I've got the voice of Little Caesar's Pizza as one of our judges. And I have we have a, a staff member who happens to be married to the voice of Little Caesar's pizza um he's not the one that says pizza pizza, pizza. pizza. he does all the other voice work so i know everybody thinks that uh and that's dick terhone i'm i'm think him a dear friend of mine who everybody in waterbury if you've had a baby in waterbury uh she probably delivered your baby 
Debbie Kappa. Oh, yeah. Everybody sure. knows Debbie Kappa. Yeah. And Debbie Kappa is going to be, I asked her, Deb, would you do me the honor of being one of our judges? Because you know everybody in Waterbury. And every so she's said yes. And um, I have, a, I'm trying to think, I have somebody else I asked. And I, who else did I ask? Somebody, it's obvious, and I can't think of who it is. But anyway, we, we're, we've got a few more judges still being chosen. So um, get your tickets. They're on sale now. Call the Palace. Go online, palacetherct.org, or call or stop in 203-346-2000. And, Tony, thank you so much for being here My this morning. I, I appreciate it. And, um, you know, we love yeah, being we involved with you. Yeah, we at the... Uh pizza contest and yeah. at the show obviously oh yeah, yeah. the show it's just going to be awesome so we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be back I hope with our next guest uh, I don't know if he's here yet or if he's not but we'll figure out something so stay tuned Fifty six games in a row Can't beat that That's the record pop Marion Marilyn Monroe <laughs> Tip your hat The best And we're back with your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host. And the show is presented to you by the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, Connecticut. And I'm just um, sitting here um, chatting with um, a gentleman who uh, has been in the Waterbury community now for 25 years, but is actually based in Seattle. And welcome to your Palace, Your Place, Leif B. Island from the Waterbury Symphony Orchestra. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, we... Of course, as our arts organizations, we, you know, cross one another's paths and, you know, try to be supportive of one another in whatever ways that we can. But this year we're doing something very cool in the way of, uh, of collaboration, and that is the upcoming um, presentation of Casablanca in November. Yeah, awesome. So we, we're going to key in on that. But first, you have some other things coming up this weekend that I yeah. thought this is a, just a last-minute reminder to let yeah, our audience mention, know about. Right. Yeah, so we have a concert on uh, Sunday, uh, this Sunday, at 3 p.m. And I was really hoping and praying that it would be raining, but it's apparently going to be really nice. <laughs> I know. Darn, darn. Uh, but we have, a, we have a, a concert of, of romantic music, including the Tchaikovsky Second Symphony, which is called The Little Russian, uh, piano concerto by Sensas called The Egyptian, and Finlandia of Sibelius. So it's a nationalistic program uh, and very, you know, very colorful, very, uh, very enjoyable. And... Uh, it's um, it's it's the kickoff of our season, so I'm kind of excited. I, I don't blame you, and um, you, you um, have devotees, of course. But for a person who may not have experienced symphonic sure. music, or why would this be a good one to come to? Well, um, it 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 has. We're going to be talking about Casablanca, but the, the this concert on Sunday also has a very sort of cinematographic. Um, sort of subtext. So you have Finlandia, which was written by um, a Finnish composer named Jens Sibelius, and it was it's 
fin Finland was occupied by Russia for a couple of centuries, and uh, when he wrote this piece, there was a there was a growing sentiment about, amongst the Finnish people to break away from Russia. So this uh, this piece is kind of a call to arms, and <laughs> and and so it begins it begins a little bit like a slow a super slow motion version of the theme from Jaws. Oh. Yeah, got, yeah, on all the lowest possible instruments, it goes like, duh, dumb. Something is duh. coming. Yes, something yes. is coming. Something yes. powerful is yes. coming. Yes, And um, the the Sensa's um, uh, piano concerto called the Egyptian. Sensa was a he was a snowbird from Paris. He would he would go every winter to North Africa to French Algiers. Ah. Uh, speaking of Casablanca, yes, yes. And uh, he often would go to Cairo as a tourist. And he wrote this piece, uh, the the Egyptian concerto, while he was in Cairo. Much of it, and it, it had it 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 evokes this sort of bizarre, you know, like the the, 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 the all these different people hawking all these things. It it it, it has a lot of cinema demographic kinds of elements of describing exotic places. Yes, yes. And uh, then the Little Russian Symphony is just a, a, a filled with folk songs of the Ukraine where uh, Tchaikovsky would spend his summers as a student when he was uh, away from the conservatory. And uh, so the, the, it, it's all super colorful. It's all very passionate. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just very uh, bracing and, and exciting music. So we seemed to, uh, we thought it would be a perfect way to begin the season. Well, it, sound, it sounds like, um, like you're in a travelogue. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's a bit, it really is travelogue music, you know, yeah. in that sort of 1950s way, very breezy. and Yeah, uh, uh, that sounds very cool, actually. Yeah. And we have a great pianist. Uh, uh, she's a young, uh, she, no, she's from Concert Artists Guild. And uh, I'm actually, I'm going to pick her up at the train station in about four oh, hours. Oh, yes, yeah. okay. That's one of my jobs. <laughs> <laughs> among many, among many. And um, in, in, in 25 years, I'm sure, you know, you've seen a lot and had a lot of great experiences. And you are, after the concert, there's an event that people, tickets are available for. Yeah, uh, there are a few. At the L Restaurant on Park Extension. One of my favorites. I love that place. Yes. Yeah. And um, people have told me, on, on this particular evening, L stands for leaf. Oh, oh, that is so perfect. <laughs> and the way that the signature is, it almost yeah, uh, it makes looks, it looks It looks very like... con conductorial, isn't yes, it? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, that, that, that'll be nice and not very sweet. Good. Yeah. If people wanted to get tickets, they go. Go, go on the Waterbury Symphony website or call 203-574-4283, uh, which is the Waterbury Symphony office. And Robin will be very, very pleased to help you. Yes, she will. And Robin uh, is a friend of mine. And oh, yeah. Well, she's, she's, th she's theater folk, isn't she? She is theater folk. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Robin Colosa, well known and loved in uh, the theater world. So now let's let's talk about Casablanca. By all means. How did, how did first of all, how did this idea germinate? Well, we, we, we've been looking for a while for for. A, a, a project that uh, we could do with the palace that really has legs yeah. and that we could afford, yes. which is always a consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that um, 
And Casablanca, uh, because it's so iconic, uh, and because the, the, the size of the orchestra is not gigantic, like some of the Harry Potter films, for example, have. The, those, we're talking about 85-piece orchestras. Uh, so the, this can be done really well with a 60-piece orchestra. So the financial considerations like that, and, and, and also logistics, like how, how much time would we need to rehearse it in order to make it really good? Uh, and, and Casablanca fit really perfectly into those uh, parameters. And uh, also, it's an amazing film, which I have seen probably, even in, the, even in preparing for this, I've probably seen it a hundred times. Wow. I know. No, That's I know. a super I know. fan. Yeah. Well, no, not so much a fan because... Well, l- l- let me let me begin by doing saying, your homework. Yeah, doing the yeah, homework exactly. Yeah. But but just so everybody's clear on what what this concert's yes. about, um, in 1938, a new tech te- technology was developed in Hollywood, whereby you would put different types of sounds on different tracks embedded in the film itself. So you'd have one track which would be nothing but sound effects, guns going off mm-hmm. or planes or whatever. And then another track would be dialogue. And then a third track would be music. And, and the music could be either underscoring, like love music when um, Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart are together in Paris, say, you know, a flashback. Or it could be Sam playing uh, as time goes by. Mm-hmm. So it's possible to surgically, surgically remove some of the soundtrack from the film. Just actually remove it. So, uh, John Goberman, who's a great friend and who, who actually came up with this idea, okay. he, he was able uh, to surgically remove all the orchestral underscoring that, that you know underpins the, the emotional sweep of the scene. And we're going to play it live. And that's why I've seen it a hundred times, because... When when something happens in, on screen, I want to be with it with the music. There's a, there's one great there's one great place in, near the end where uh, Claude Rains opens a bottle of Vichy water. This is this is after uh, they kill Major Strasser, and uh, he kind of looks at the bottle in disgust and throws it in the wastebasket. And when he throws it in the wastebasket, there's a vibraphone chord that goes. Bing! And I really want to get that, you know, yes, right at sure. that time, not not a not a second later or earlier, but right right, right then. then. And and you, so you have to kind. Of, it's a little bit like um, it's a little bit like playing a video game. Actually, you're kind of just you're 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 kind of you're you hovering, you're, you're hovering, you're hovering, yes. boom, and then you yes. pull the trigger. And uh, that's so, amazing. I just want to stop for a second because I mean, for the public to really understand, you're. Everything has to be in such synchronization. Yeah, uh, you're conducting. Your musicians ready to um, put that music in, just as people know it in the film, uh, exactly in that spot. That's amazing to it, me. It, it's it's fun and it's it's very much in the moment. I mean, yes. Uh, uh, the thing is. Like it's you see the musicians on stage playing, so you can see, you can also see the movements of the bows and so forth. So it's a real live concert. But but there are times if we do it well, there are times when people will begin to just watch the movie and assume the music is going to be there. And, and that that's when you know you've done your job for a, exactly. for a performance like this. Yeah, we need to take a quick.
quick break. I want to, before we do, I just want to um, make sure that we acknowledge our wonderful sponsors for this presentation. We are collaborating together, but it's due to the generosity of Webster, Absolutely. Webster Bank, um, and um, the Montero family. Absolutely. Then we have other sponsors, um, the um, Connecticut Community Foundation. Shout out to them. And also our wonderful media sponsors, the Repam and WATR, who have supported this production with an awesome online um, contest for yeah. people to be able to win um, some tickets. And then there's a grand prize winner who gets a really romantic evening out. So we we thank them and um, you know want to want to let the public know how to support those businesses and organizations. We're going to take our break and we'll be back with Leif Bialand talking about Casablanca after these messages. With your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, and and we were just chatting with Leif B. Allen from the Waterbury Symphony about our collaborative um, presentation of Casablanca that's coming up. And we should we should say the date. It's yeah. November third, first. No, no, I think it's the. It's a Sunday. It's a Saturday. Saturday. Saturday at 3 p.m. And I'm, I'm going to say November 1. Yes. I think that's absolutely right. Okay. Yes, it yeah. is November so 1. No, I, November 1st. I apologize. It's a Saturday matinee in the yes. grand old tradition. Yes, uh, it is. So, Casablanca. Yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it. it uh, and and. I think it's going to be great for everyone. You were talking about some interesting... And what, what caught my attention was the history of the film and that there were several different endings planned. Yeah, no, the, the, this film was so fluid and a lot of it had to do... Well, f- first off, it, it was a property that was going around Hollywood before the beginning of World War II. And... Uh, hmm. And it, people were kind of looking at it. Universal was looking at it to do it as a musical with uh, music by Harry Warren. And uh, so you could have had uh, Rick and Elsa at the end jumping into a jalopy to the music of Hanky Panky and Casablanca. <laughs> uh, but that didn't, that didn't work out. Uh, it, it, it went to Harry, uh, um, went to the Warner Brothers, to Sam. Yes. Sam uh, and... Um, yeah. This Harry Warren, uh, yeah, and uh, the uh, the movie uh, The Casbah with Charles Boyer had just been a huge hit, so he was looking for something that was exotic. So mm. Casablanca seemed like a good like spinoff of the the interest in in the Casbah. So he was interested in it. They didn't know how they were going to end it uh, for a long, long time. And it could have been uh, Rick and Elsa going off into the sunset, but of course it wasn't. It was Captain Renault and Rick going off into the sunset in a very improbable way. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but, you know, Casablanca is in a desert. And at the very end, they walk off into fog. You know, oh, the, the, yes, yeah, yeah. So, yes. so the, the airport is foggy, and uh, actually, they they shot that scene after the end of production. It was in post production. So the and the airplane uh, that uh, that uh, the Elsa and her husband walked to was just just a 
a, a flat. It was a painted flat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the, there's a lot of uh, a lot of things that they did on the f- on the fly yeah. that turned out to be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The cinematography is brilliant. Yeah. Black and white brilliant yes yeah it i mean it's obviously it became a classic for a reason and um just you know you're you're such a renaissance man telling us all about (laughs) other pieces that you know and i love that i love that you can bring that to this audience listening today and and max steiner's music no so max steiner was was basically the inventor of movie music if you think about dracula the the classic from 1931 uh, the only thing in that there's very little music there's and it's by tchaikovsky and other composers then you get to uh, King Kong that's all through composed music by Max Steiner and Max Steiner wrote a, a score in 1939 you may have heard of it it's called Gone with the Wind uh, and, and uh, yeah I, yeah, I, I kind of remember that one November 2nd November 2nd oh, thank, oh. thank you Johnny thank you very much yeah that's when uh, th- this is our, will be presented. our fact checking staff here that. Johnny I love that. Well, I'm sure I have it noted here somewhere yeah. but well we have come to the end of um, our time for this segment and I, I so appreciate you coming um, here today to be a part of this and I know I'll probably have you back before November 2nd to cool. remind people and um, talk about some other elements of this production but um, just so people we want to reiterate you're going to see this classic movie and the music has been as Leaf said surgically removed and it's going to be put back laid down live you're going to hear it live by the Waterbury Symphony Orchestra and uh, we're just so excited to be a part of this uh, me too thank good, you so much good. for having me and if you want tickets of course go to palacetheaterct.org or call our box office which opens in two minutes at 203-346-2000 I do want to give a shout out to our friends over at Landmark Community Theater who opened this evening and in the high and uh, particularly say hi to Joanne Schenkes and um, Doreen Lopez, friends of mine. And we had Foster Reese here last week. So if you haven't gotten tickets for that, I think you might want to. And the other thing I do want to say is we have an icon of popular music performing next Saturday evening, the 27th at the Palace. Um, two icons, actually. But if you're the musician's musician, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, a genius composer for popular music. Beach Boys. Beach Boy, and but so, so deep, so deep and complex in what he created. And um, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And it's also the zombies time of the season i remember that from like 19 i don't know whenever 68 who's um, counting huh? <laughs> yes. so i thank you for as always for listening to your palace your place for supporting the palace and i want to remind you to stay tuned for our local news coming up next and then stay tuned for talk of the town with steve Noxon. that's all we have for today hope you've enjoyed this edition of your palace your place and Remember to buy tickets, buy often, palacetheaterct.org. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace.